Hello and welcome to the stories of Northern Life from the Sault Ste. Marie Museum. On April 9th, 2006, at 2 p.m. in the Sault Ste. Marie Memorial Gardens, the Royal Canadian Legion Branch 25 held a special decommissioning service for the Sioux Memorial Gardens. They gathered to say a grand farewell to the 57-year-old Memorial Gardens. The gardens opened February 20th, 1949, and over 7,000 people attended the opening ceremonies then. It took two and a half years and cost $765,000. It was actually modeled after the Maple Leaf Gardens, but a few corners had to be cut due to rise in additional costs. The plans at one time included an indoor pool, auditorium, and large outdoor fountain. Nonetheless, it was the largest arena of its size to be built after the wars in Ontario. And it was the first with artificial ice in Northern Ontario too. Even after the grand opening, the first event was the senior hockey game and 6,500 people came out. The gardens though, was named Memorial Gardens for a reason. It was designated to the men and women of Sault Ste. Marie and district who gave their lives during the two world wars. The gardens is a monument to the memory of those individuals and is a reminder of the ultimate sacrifice our veterans made while recognizing the men and women who continue to serve. With the building being 57 years old, there are probably over 50 Remembrance Day ceremonies celebrating the ones who made it back from the wars and those who didn't. Today, I'm going to read to you the program of the decommissioning service as well as a few speeches spoken on that day. So let's get into it. The program of decommissioning service started with the parade moving into the Memorial Gardens, with the parade of units falling into their assigned seating area, was Advance the Colors, the Royal Canadian Legion Color Party, the national anthem was sung along with the Royal Canadian Legion Drum and Trumpet Band. The last post was played, followed by a moment of silence and the act of remembrance. Deposit the colors. Then we welcomed Walter Wallace, president of Branch 25, Royal Canadian Legion. Drumhead service conducted by Captain the Reverend Bruce McLeish, Chaplain Branch 25, Royal Canadian Legion, and the Royal Canadian Legion Drum and Trumpet Band. An opening prayer was read by Captain the Reverend Bruce McLeish, Chaplain Branch 25. Comments by His Worship John Roswell, Mayor of Sault Ste. Marie. Then there were addresses by the Right Honorable Patrick S. Fitzgerald, veteran of World War II, representing all veterans of the past. The Reverend Phil Miller, chairman of Lest We Forget, military library and local military historian. Miss Arielle Dioit, grade eight student, concerned about Canada's military now and in the future and their salute to the Memorial Gardens and the veterans for which it stands. Those addresses were followed by drumming salute. 
performed by Under the Pines Drum Group, sponsored by the Batuana First Nations and Chief Joseph Corbier. A salute to all veterans, including the many Native veterans who fought in Canada's past wars. Then was the decommissioning prayers and comments from Captain the Reverend Bruce McLeish. Rifle volley by the 49th Field Regiment in salute to past veterans and the closure of this monument. Presentation by pipes and drums of the 49th Field Regiment. Tribute by the Royal Sovereign Sea Cadet Corps of Sault Ste. Marie. Followed by another tribute by the 2310 Royal Canadian Army Cadet Corps of Sault Ste. Marie. And another tribute of the 155 Royal Canadian Air Cadet Borden Grey Corps of Sault Ste. Marie. Another tribute by Royal Canadian Navy League Corps Newman of Sault Ste. Marie. Benediction from the Captain and Reverend Bruce McLeish Chap. Recover the drums. Then Royal Canadian Legion Drum and Trumpet Band Musical Tribute Presentation. Recover the Colors. The Royal Canadian Anthem, Singing of God Save the Queen, along with the Royal Canadian Legion Drum and Trumpet Band. And then finally, the departure, marching out of the Veterans and Legion contingent behind the Legion Colors and the Royal Canadian Legion Drum and Trumpet Band for one last time. Now I'm going to read to you the decommissioning of the Memorial Gardens Welcome and Comments by Walter Wallace. This was the initial speech of the entire ceremony. Welcome to the final service conducted by the Legion in this facility to be decommissioned from active service. The Sault Ste. Marie Memorial Gardens was built after the Second World War by the citizens of Sault Ste. Marie and area as a memorial to all the military men and women killed in the two wars. The rotunda was the house of the memorial plaques with the names and the red flashing light on top as a torch beacon to, as a torch beacon to rally the citizens to gather for special community happenings. Just like a good and serviceable warship, it has served this community well for 57 years as a monument to our fallen, fallen comrades and as a community center. Just like a ship, we record its history and its battle honors, and then with dignity, we remove it from active service. We all have our own memories around the Memorial Gardens and the activities conducted here. The Legion has used it since 1952 to conduct the annual Remembrance Day service. I was here when it was used to celebrate the coronation of our sovereign Queen Elizabeth II, Queen of Canada. So today we remember. Today's program has been designed to include all representatives of the community members who have been served by the gardens both as a memorial and activity center. Our program includes a veteran of the Second World War representing the past, a speaker who grew up with the gardens as a community focal point, and a representative of the youth of our society who haven't yet come to know the gardens and who are just beginning to understand the need for such a memorial. 
We have a Native drumming group offering a tribute to the past veterans, including the many Native veterans that served Canada. We have today's military represented by the soldiers of the local artery, regiment, and service battalion. We have veterans of the future represented by the four local cadet corps with special tributes to the garden and the veterans for which it stands. And we have the public. We are asking again to remember. We must always remember our past and strive to live up to the commitment and sacrifices of past citizens and veterans. We must strive to keep the country in which we live and for which they died ever worthy of the sacrifice they made. Today, we turn a page in the history of our city as we move from the old to the new. Today, we pay tribute to the gardens and the past veterans for which it was built. Today, we honor the service members of the present military. And today, we salute the youth who will be veterans in the future. The fight for democracy rights continues today and monuments and services like these help us remember. Thank you for joining us for today's service. I will ask Chaplain the Rev. Bruce McLeish to lead us through the drumhead service decommissioning the Sault Ste. Marie Memorial Gardens, lest we forget. Written by Walter Wallace, President of the Branch 25 Royal Canadian Legion. I will also read to you McLeish's speech. Memories of a Kid on Ice. Comrade President Walter, veterans, ladies and gentlemen, I feel deeply honored to have been asked to participate in this final service in the Memorial Gardens. In one way, it is as if time has come full circle. For on Sunday afternoons, when this building was dedicated almost 21,000 days ago, my predecessor, the Reverend Rolf Morden, of St. Andrews offered prayer. The first time I walked into these memorial gardens, I was seven, and it was eight. We had just moved to the Sioux from Hamilton. I was a little kid coming to my very first hockey game with my dad. Memory says the Sioux Senior Greyhounds playing the North Bay Trappers. We sat on the west side of the gardens in section 11. We always sat on the west side of the gardens. While I was still learning to skate, I came to the gardens and played in the practice rink where the Hall of Fame lounge is now. And I remember the day I stopped poised and ready to set out on the big ice surface for the first time. Memory says we had three games going between the blue lines. It was always so far between the boards. I think of the little timbits in recent years, and I wonder if I was ever that small. I remember being in this building for games when the now Sioux Thunderbirds would play their parent team, the Chicago Blackhawks. We got to see the likes of Bobby Hall and Glenn Hall and Perrier Pilot and Stan Makita. I have a recollection of during one of those games when a pane of glass over the Zamboni entrance was shattered by a Bobby Hall slap shot. It was a million little diamonds laying on the ground. And speaking of Zambonis, do you remember the old red ice flooding device and the rink rats shoveling the ice by hand? 
I remember standing down by the player's bench begging for a hockey stick from one of the greats and getting one. I was in heaven. The Memorial Gardens meant to me a place where you can go and skate, I think for a dime, and how we would get a gang together and walk down here and skate for a few hours and walk back home to the Pine Street area. And we thought nothing of doing again the next day if there was skating. I think back to when the carnival would fill the parking lots and the nickels and dimes from our paper route would be spent on rides and coin tosses and games of chance and cotton candy. I remember being in the gardens on the night of June 22nd in 1965 when the Dave Clark Five were in town along with 1,900 other young people sitting in the front row with tickets won on a CJIC radio contest. The answer was George Jones-Ku. I sang every song for the half hour or so they performed. On this 99th day of this year, we can't help but think of one who wore that number in this building and all the other members of the red and white in more recent years, I think of being here as a season ticket holder through some good years and some tough years in one great and shining moment in 1993. I think too of the wonderful curling we were privileged to watch from these seats. I think of being here for the circus with my children and recall how they explained to their mother in great and graphic detail what the elephant did on the floor. Oh, mom, you should have seen it. I think of all the trade shows and expositions I've been to in this building over the years. I remember most recently watching the final overtime period of a fantastic period of hockey from the gondola, where I could almost hear in my mind Harry Wolf doing the play-by-play -play from his precarious porch looking over the ice. But what I remember most of all are those collection of days over the years where the 11th day of the 11th month at the 11th hour, I would be here with my father, a veteran, to hear those familiar words intoned, lest we forget. Those words took root in my heart and mind, and I have made a study of our Canadian military experience, my passion and my hobby. That passion brought me to the gardens, but not to the entertainment section, but to the memorial chamber and to study more than 500 names of the men and women who were listed on the walls. The youngest was 17 and the oldest in his 40s. Many have no known grave. Some find eternal rest here in town among friends, soldiers, sailors, mariners, and airmen. Our fathers and our grandfathers, the sweethearts, friends, and lovers, citizens of our city, district, and comrades in arms whose names will live in our memory and the reason why this facility was built to honor them. Though we say goodbye to the recreation surface, the Memorial Tower will remind us what Legion President Bill O'Rourke said in the opening of these gardens. If it had not been for those who fought and died in two wars to protect our country, we would not have been here today. Just standing in the building is an opportunity to allow the voices of all those who have laughed and cried throughout all the years we have enjoyed this place. 
It has been for us a repository of our own community memory and a, and a place of living history. Said one who I know is here in spirit this afternoon. It provides us with common touchstones, legends, lore, and heroes. The veritable stuffing of society. Nothing can stir the emotions and the passion of this traditionally reserved country. While those words were written by someone synonymous, with these memorial gardens, my late friend, Mr. Sioux St. Marie Russ Ramsey, as he describes the hockey history of our Sioux franchise. They speak of the lives of whom this place has honored and whom the Memorial Tower will continue to honor. To each and every one of our veterans, to the men and women who did what the times demanded of them and who have given us the gift of freedom, we as a community will say thank you. To the generations to come, to our children and grandchildren, we entrust our memories and our hopes. We pass the torch, a torch symbolized by the Memorial Tower, to a new generation of Canadians trusting that you will keep the flame of memory burning brightly. Our parents and grandparents had no greater gift to us than our freedom, a freedom brought with Canadian sacrifice in ages past. It is a freedom that continues to be bought at tremendous price as our service personnel answer and call of duty throughout the world. 90 years ago, in the midst of the Great War, the war to end all wars, Canadian Lieutenant Colonel John McRae offered each generation words of hope and change as he wrote, take up your quarrel with the foe, to you from falling hands we throw, the torch be yours to hold it tight. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep though poppies grow in Fander's field. Though these gardens are closing, may the torch of memory be ever held high. Written by Reverend McLeese. The excitement of the new facility for sports and entertainment was exciting, but the community needed to say its proper goodbye. After April 9th, the community was ready to embrace the new while keeping the memorial tower and the memories of the memorial gardens intact, of course. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Stories of Northern Life. I hope you come back again next week for another episode. Thanks so much again for listening, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.